This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Tactical Breakdown series where we typically are looking at a player linked to Arsenal. But it's this week we're going to be looking at a team that Arsenal are specifically facing. To do so, I'm joined by a fantastic guest, Spanish football expert Alvaro Romeo. How are you doing, mate? Are you well? Very well, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here again. Yes, good to have you back. I mean, last time you came on, we talked about Thomas Partey and obviously the signing that he made. Prior to that, we were talking about Lucas Torreira and his link to Atletico Madrid. A lot has happened since. I mean, just briefly before we go on to Villarreal, what have you made of, of Thomas Partey's breakout season at Arsenal? Mm, I think that uh, it had uh, good moments and bad, bad moments. I didn't expect the inconsistency. I know that uh, physically he hasn't been 100% all the time. But I would say that there are more positives than negatives. So I think that little by little his uh, form has improved. And uh, if I have to give him any mark out of 10, it would be probably a 6.5. But uh, with an arrow pointing up saying, well, this is promising. Yeah, I think there's a lot more to come and we can expect yeah. with some consistency and more regular game time without the uh, the interruptions of injuries. We are here, of course, to talk about our, our good friend, our, our ex-girlfriend, as, as Arsenal fans might call them, uh, Unai Emery, um, of course, left Arsenal in, in not so... What's the right word? It was, I suppose it was amicable, but it wasn't the best of endings. It's certainly not how he would have probably wanted to end things at Arsenal. And he arrived at Villarreal and has taken uh, the club to competing for a European place and now of course in the semi-finals of the Europa League 2 beating some very decent sides along the way a very good defensive record there as well and a very good unbeaten record too what have you made first of all of kind of Villarreal from being under Marcelino to now being under Unai Emery what has he changed how has he transformed that side well I think that uh, it's been good but probably not good enough I mean it's fantastic to be in the Europa League semi-final and uh, I think that uh, when it comes to this competition, uh, Villarreal fans, they should feel very happy about it because normally Villarreal doesn't get this far in Europe. Uh, but at the same time, um, 
is a little bit of a damning indictment that uh, Sevilla, Barcelona, uh, Real Madrid and Atlético de Madrid, they are already qualified for the Champions League in mid-April. That tells you that Villarreal hasn't been able to challenge for Champions League spots. And this is something that probably Unai Emery was shined for, you know? So I think that, yeah, I've got mixed feelings about the Unai Emery's Villarreal. But all that said, I believe that uh, his season has been good. Uh, there is a learning process for every manager as well. And I believe that uh, there has been very little contestation of Unai Emery at Villarreal. Uh, there has been rather plaudits. And I believe that, uh, you know, being in the Europa League semi-final is something very big for them. Yeah, I think that it's, it's, it's they've maybe not just progressed. They've they've kind of just changed, I suppose, to kind of play under Unai Emery without within the obviously the league table and looking at where they are and what they want to be. I've not necessarily been able to do that. With in regards to obviously the amount of money they're able to spend, it's not loads in comparison to a lot of their rivals. Like Sevilla basically changed their entire squad pretty much every summer. Villarreal obviously can't do that and they have to rely on some kind of astute pieces of business. They certainly did that by bringing in Gerard Moreno a couple of seasons ago from Espanyol. They got in Paco Alcázar, of course, bringing him back to Spain after doing okay in Dortmund, but not necessarily what we come to expect and obviously his move to Barcelona didn't go too great after his time at Valencia but they've kind of found their place I suppose at Villarreal they've got some old stalwarts of La Liga too in like Danny Parejo for instance as well who came in from from Valencia alongside Arsenal's uh, kind of another ex of Arsenal Francis Coquelin and they've got another ex Premier League player in Etienne Capoue as well came in from Watford after they got relegated uh, and then there's a really exciting wide player that I I like a lot in Samuel Chukwueze. I've always kind of looked at him as a player that needs to kind of improve his final ball, his final shot and his goal scoring abilities to go to that next level. But when you look at Arsenal and the situation that they're in, where we're using and basically shoehorning Granite Xhaka into a left-back role right now because Tierney's out... Alvaro, I'm getting nightmares about Samuel Chukwueze up against Granit Xhaka. How good is this Nigerian been this season? And is he starting under Unai Emery to, to go on to that next level, do you think? Uh, I think that, yes. I would say that uh, there has been an improvement in this player. Uh, last season, he looked rather industrious. Uh, he got some good flashes uh, of quality. But it has been this season when, for me, he has... Uh, than that step forward. Um, he is always very active on the right wing. He feels that he's important than the Unai Emery. And uh, he has to score more goals. That's the only thing that I am asking for to Chukwueze. I think that he has the potential to score more goals. As he proved, for example, the other day um, in the Europa League, in the second leg against Dinamo Zagreb, he's a player who can actually attack the spaces very well. And uh, basically, he's a diamond. I mean, uh, there is a lot of this to discover for him. And I believe that he has potentially a good scoring uh, ability. Uh, he is uh, very, very fast as well. And uh, he could play any place. I mean, I think that he could be as good on the left as he is on the right. Yeah. And yeah, there has been an improvement uh, for this player. And the most important thing here is the confidence that the manager has on him. That makes a difference. I think that obviously we've seen players at Arsenal under Unai Emery that did. I mean, he brought obviously Bukayo Saka into kind of the Arsenal team. He's seemingly doing that with him. He does have his his issues with players like we sort of mess at Urzu at Arsenal. Did we see it a little bit with with Kubo at Villarreal? Of course, no longer there. But I remember a weird interview he did where he was basically said that we're not here to give kids chance or not necessarily give kids chances. But he said a really it was a really weird comment about Kubo. Has he had any kind of 
tenuous relationships with any other members of the VRL squad, squad since he arrived? Uh, no, nothing Nothing has been leaked. I think that he was surprisingly vocal about Kubo, uh, mm. perhaps a little bit cruel uh, with the Japanese yeah. player, considering that he's a really nice guy, Kubo, really polite. He's one of these uh, players coming from Real Madrid Academy that, uh, you know, he always keeps the manners, uh, tells you, hello, how are you, to everyone, to the journalists, uh, also to the younger players as well. He is a very nice guy. So I was a little bit surprised by that. Uh, and I can understand on the other hand Unai Emery because if a Real Madrid Loani plays for Villarreal, many reporters they are going to ask him about this player. Yeah. And probably Unai Emery said, well, you know, I had enough of this, so don't ask me more about Kubo. And in all fairness, Kubo hasn't been fantastic for Villarreal, neither for Getafe in the second half of the competition. So, yeah, I think that Unai Emery's answer was a bit strange anyway. But Cubo uh, has still a lot of progress to do before we can consider this player like a Villarreal quality player. Let's talk about them defensively because when Unai joined Arsenal, one of the biggest things about him and what Arsenal fans were kind of hoping was that he was going to shore up Arsenal's defence. He wasn't really able to succeed and we still continue to make mistakes as Arsenal have notoriously done throughout the last, say, decade or whatever. Um, how has he been able to do that at Villarreal? He's got some very good kind of young players there in Pau Torres, who's very kind of highly coveted across Europe right now. You've got some really kind of experienced players in, in Rao Albiol. But how has he defensively been able to kind of secure that Villarreal team? Well, I think that Villarreal uh, presses really high and uh, that uh, puts them in certain trouble sometimes if they lose the control of the game. I believe that at the beginning of the season, uh, it was very clear that uh, a midfield line with Parejo and... Uh, for example, Vicente Iborra was not enough to hold whenever they lost the ball. And uh, I remember perfectly how Villarreal playing at Camp Nou. They considered really silly, naive counter-attacks. But uh, Unai Emery managed to tackle that very well. I think that the midfield now is more solid and they are helping the defence a lot with uh, Coquelin or Capoue helping Parejo. Uh, Chukwese does uh, a hell of a job as well, going up and down the wing. And whoever plays on the left, like Trigueros, for example, um, has a defensive mind, despite being all right in attacking terms. So I think that uh, they have improved defensively under Unai Emery, but uh, not to the point that you will say this is a team that defines itself um, mm. or builds itself uh, from a good defence onwards. I think that this is not Villarreal exactly, um, but uh, they've got a good centre-back uh, in Pau Torres. In fact, he's very well coveted, as you say, and I believe that... Uh, Villarreal will listen to offers for him in the sense that they will probably be ready to sell the player if a good offer comes, uh, as the president of Villarreal said two weeks ago. And Raul Albiol is, uh, you know, always giving a solid performance too. So overall, generally speaking, I would say that Villarreal's defense is good. It's definitely not a disaster, but there are better defenses in Europe. Coming from this, uh, the tactical Arsenal perspective, then uh, we'll take it in two halves. We'll, we'll look at Arsenal and kind of where we can get at Villarreal. Where would you say their main kind of weaknesses and vulnerabilities? I mean, I watched the game against Barcelona. They were effectively the architects of their own downfall in, yeah. in that game. I, I don't expect to see kind of a, a defensive display quite like that again, really, unless something really unfortunate happens. Same thing goes for Arsenal in the way they lost against Everton as well, with the, with our own mistakes causing that loss. So. Where are they most vulnerable and where do you think Arsenal can hurt them the most? Well, there are some ways. I think that if you press high Villarreal, they suffer. Uh, 
I believe that uh, Juan Foyt, he's playing as a right back. We all know how Juan Foyt because he played for Sports for a couple of seasons. And uh, he still looks to me a little bit tender, uh, if I may, in the sense that, uh, you know, yeah. he is a little bit toothless. Uh, he's not the kind of defender that uh, you would expect him to give you a solid display every weekend. Hopefully he will improve. Uh, I believe that he's got a, a lot of quality to play the ball, but uh, he loses many silly balls on the right in the right back position. Uh, number one, maybe because he's not a, a good right back. I think that he will be more comfortable playing as a center back. I think that Juan Foyt is one of the weaknesses of the team. I also believe that uh, if Alberto Moreno plays, uh, he is a, a defender with a propensity or a propension, whatever the English word is, to leave yeah. spaces uh, behind him. And I think that uh, whoever plays uh, on the right at Arsenal, Bukayo Saka, uh, Pepe, they can exploit the wing of Alberto Moreno. And I think that the team, Villarreal, can suffer on the break. Even though Unai Emery has corrected a lot of this problem, uh, I still believe that when uh, you ask uh, the likes of Parejo, for example, or the likes of uh, Coquelin or Capoe to return very quickly, they may suffer a little bit. And I believe that, Villa, that Arsenal uh, can be deadly in the counter-attack, as they well shown in Prague uh, when they beat them 4-0. So Villarreal will have to control the game. Uh, and they will have to set the tempo of the game because if Arsenal plays a fluid attacking quick football, I think that Villarreal will suffer. So yeah, the speed of the game uh, is something that Arsenal uh, Arsenal is quicker. So they can definitely um, damage Villarreal if the game is very fast. I think I think ultimately it's going to come a lot down to kind of who starts in the front line for Arsenal. We've had our issues of injuries. Lacazette's not going to be available. It will be a big difference between having a Bamiang there who is in training and could be back for this game or someone like an Enketia or an Martinelli, which is a huge drop-off in comparison, of course. Mm. Um, and they have the the speed and the, you look at the front line of Saka and Pepe and, and whoever else plays there that can get in behind. You've got Erdogan or Smith Rowe to find those passes in between the lines as well. So fingers crossed they can do that. But where ultimately do you see them hurting us most? Is it what we alluded to earlier with Chuck Wesley on the on the right-hand side or the left-hand side, wherever he plays? Or is it those two main strikers that they're going to be really using to try and get the balls to? I think the, the two main strikers are the ones who can actually hurt uh, Arsenal. I think that Villarreal will try to keep it slow, keep it a little, little, little bit slow to slip the game, to kill it a little bit, to kill the tempo. And uh, as soon as they envisage the possibility of giving a deep pass or like a direct vertical pass to Gerard Moreno or Paco Alcácer, uh, Parejo, who is their best quarterback in the sense that he can put long balls, uh, he will try to do it. So I think that that will be probably one of the main strategies of Villarreal and uh, also Samu Tsukwese on the on the right. Uh, he can be one of those players who make the difference for, for Villarreal. Then there is another another player that the team has, uh, Pervis Estupiñan. Uh, I don't know if he's very famous in England, possibly not. But uh, he's a very quick uh, Ecuadorian player. Very, very yeah. quick. Very quick. He came from Watford, didn't he, I think? I think that's where he came from originally. Oh, yeah. Then, you know, uh, our... our your listeners will know uh, Pervis Estupiñan. Yeah. Uh, he's quick. Uh, he can uh, definitely make the difference for Villarreal as well. I believe that uh, if Villarreal plays on the left with Estupiñan and on the right with Chukwese, then they've got two very fast-paced wingers and that can be uh, dangerous for Arsenal. 
I think it's going to be a game of... It's going to be tactical. We know that Emery likes to study his his opponents in absolute the finest details. And it doesn't necessarily have to do loads of research. Having been at the club for a long, long time, he will need to see the differences that have obviously changed with Arteta coming in. Last time we spoke, Alvaro, it was very, it was very different in, in terms of where Arsenal were. We were going into a new season. There were a lot of hopes. We made some big changes in the transfer window. It's not been the best, um, but I'd love to kind of get your perspective and opinion on on the situation of the manager, um, because a lot of Arsenal fans who listen to the channel, who watch other channels and, uh, and kind of on the whole, there's a lot of disillusion about Arteta and where he's at right now and, and maybe thinking that it's, it's the right time, that he hasn't done the job, he's not succeeded, we should move him on. I'd love to know where your kind of head's at in regards to it. I was expecting more. Especially back in August 2020, September 2020, when Arsenal started the season at the back of uh, winning two trophies. Well, one of them, I don't know if it counts as a, as a trophy, really, for Arsenal supporters, like the Community Shield. But the FA Cup uh, win in July was something big for them. And I, I could see that month by month, Arsenal was progressing. Whereas this season, the team has gotten stagnant. Some of the errors that... Uh, Arsenal are prone to make. They have repeated themselves too much. Mm. And I, I believe that uh, also uh, some injuries, uh, maybe the absence of uh, the best Aubameyang, because he's been present, but he hasn't been the player he was last season, uh, hasn't helped at all. And then there are some players that you get the feeling that even though they are very good, sometimes they press the reset button and they start again in the sense that sometimes the buyers he does three good games and one bad game and then mm. it feels like it's starting for him again. Uh, Martin Odegaard, he hasn't had the time maybe to settle down yet so far, but uh, there are some positives like uh, Smith Rowe and Bukayo Saka. I mean, they can be uh, very important players for Arsenal for the, for the next decade and that uh, the, uh, the appearance of these players uh, has happened impartially thanks to the UEFA Europa League. Last season, Bukayo Saka started like, uh, making his name in that competition, and this season, Smith Rowe has uh, did many or has done many good games in the Europa League too. So the, comp the European competition has had this effect for Arsenal as well. Some youngsters who were ready but maybe couldn't have a lot of time or a lot of minutes in the league, they started playing. But overall, I think that I am a little bit disappointed with Arsenal. Look, they got 46 points in the Premier League right now. Last season, at this stage, they have 49 points. So that tells you that uh, the improvement uh, hasn't been there. It's a really real shame because they made an investment this summer. But some players like Martinelli that they was expecting more of and, you know, some others that are in the squad, they have to start uh, pushing the pedal, man, and improving a little bit because Arsenal needs them. So are you, I'm going to use the words Arteta out. Is that? Do you think that's the right route for Arsenal going down? Would you want them to to change now and blink, or would you think that he's worthy of another summer window to see getting more players that he needs to improve the squad? Personally, Tom, I think that he is worthy of another season. I mean, what he did last season was very impressive. This season, well, uh, hasn't been as good, obviously. But uh, I will give him one more season because, especially. Because if you are going to sack Arteta, but you don't have a clear idea of which direction you want to take the club to, uh, that would be a mistake, you know. If you are going to sack Arteta because you know that you you have Julian Nagelsmann, the manager has said yes, and you say, okay, this is the guy that I'm going to give the keys of my club to for the next five years, then fine. But if you don't have that plan B, uh, then I wouldn't sack Arteta yet, no. 
So I'm going to push you for a prediction for Thursday's game. Uh, and we probably won't speak to you before the, the second leg as well. So I'm going to ask a prediction across both legs. How do you think they're going to play out and what do you think the scoreline is going to be? I think that uh, at the Stadio de la Cerámica, um, I can see Villarreal uh, definitely not losing the tie. So I could, I could easily expect a draw in there. Like, for example, a 1-1. Uh, Arsenal probably uh, leaving the, the game with the upper hand, and I can see Arsenal wrapping it, wrapping it up uh, at, the, at the Emirates Stadium. Yeah, I think that Arsenal is a slightly favorite because uh, they've got more quality, basically, and more speed and more, uh, you know, firepower up front. And whereas Gerard Moreno has been excellent, and I haven't spoken about him enough, like he has scored 26 goals this season, which is amazing. I believe that, uh, you know, Sometimes he would rather have a little bit more help from Paco Alcácer, who this season has been okay, but a little bit inconsistent. Whereas Arsenal has a lot of options up front. And I know that Aubameyang and Lacassette will probably be absent for the game, if not for the tiger. But mm. uh, there are some other quick players at Arsenal up front who can make the difference. Awesome. Thank you ever so much, uh, Alvaro, for your time this afternoon. Tell people where they can find you on social media and obviously where else you're going to be up to as well. Of course, it would be Alvaro underscore Romeo. I will be there on Twitter. There you go. And you've got uh, the football show going on as well with James and the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're publishing tomorrow. Uh, there will be another European show and we'll be talking as well about uh, Villarreal Arsenal. Awesome. So you can make sure you check that out. Totally football show uh, with some fantastic content. Make sure you tune in. We'll be back a little bit later on this evening to talk about following Balogun's new contract and, of course, the possible takeover bid, which is getting our hopes up only to be utterly trashed a little bit later on when it obviously doesn't happen. But we'll see you again very, very soon. If you've enjoyed the video, please drop a like on it. It's been a pleasure to speak to you as always. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van, unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.